Podcast friends, my name is David Lee and you are listening to the Inspire Design Create podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together. Let's go. Mic check, mic check, mic check. Alrighty, friends, what is going on? Uh, we are back with a breakdown video. It's been a while since we've done one of these. And this is for a um, commercial that we shot for a nonprofit in Los Angeles called Mentor for Change. Uh, and the reason why I decided to uh, break down this particular um, film commercial is because we, we did win at two film festivals so far. We have uh, four more or three more, three to four more uh, that we have entered. One of them is an official selection. Um, at the uh, Manhattan International Film Festival, Manhattan, New York. Uh, but this one won uh, another film festival at another film festival in New York called the Onros um, Film Awards. We won Best Commercial and Best Cinematography, and then also at the Cannes World Film Festival. Not to be confused with um, Festival de Cannes, which is like the, the big, big one, right? It's like the one that is next to Sundance um, as far as the uh, level of work that you're, that you're doing. Uh, but the Cannes World Film Festival is, I think, one of three uh, regional film festivals in Cannes uh, that is also IMDb Gold qualifying. So uh, it's a it's a great way for anyone who is looking to uh, increase their IMDb portfolio. Right, you do need to have a IMDb Gold uh, qualifying um, film that you're a part of, but whether you won or or, or not, usually if you if you won. Uh, not to say that you can't add your IMDb uh, credits to it, but IMDb Gold qualifying ones uh, are part of like the IMDb their own algorithm when producers are looking for uh, for talent, right? Uh, mostly for actors and actresses, but every now and then, you know, they may, they may see a director or a cinematographer on there or something like that, right? Uh, so anyway, so we won uh, best commercial at the Cannes World Film Festival, and so I figured, well, you know, if if the uh, global and international space is is recognizing this uh, film that uh, that I directed and, and DP'd, um, why not share it with you guys, right? So I'm mostly going to focus on the interiors because all the exterior stuff that we did is pretty much just uh, just right time of day, right? You're shooting at um, blue hour, shooting at golden hour, right? And there's really not much to it that's tried and tested that's been proven for many films, many TV shows, many ads that you've seen, right? If you have the right time of day, you can get away with a lot without having um, really any additional lighting sources, right? So the only thing we had for the uh, day uh, exteriors was basically a four by four ultra bounce and a four by four floppy, right? Like that's it. Uh, the rest of it is pretty much just all natural, right? Just uh, backlight because, you know, someone asked me, oh, you like backlight a lot. And I said, well, not. it's not that I like backlight a lot. It's because when you use backlight, then you have an opportunity to uh, bounce and wrap from the opposite side, right? That's why I like backlight is because you get a basically a free light source without having to bring another fixture in for the most part, right? Uh, now we can go into more depth on that in a later episode because just because you have backlight doesn't mean you can get away with like a four by four ultra bounce, right? That may not be enough. You most likely need like an eight by eight, uh, a six by six minimum, right? Uh, or have two four by four bounces, but then you have to have like two people walking around with it and so on and so forth. All that good stuff. So anyways, we're going to uh, just skip straight into uh, the interior stuff because that's where we had more lighting uh, and I will have images with uh, w with what fixtures we had 
um, where the camera was and stuff like that uh, all on my website. And there will be a link to the website. It's just my website. It's just it's just a page on the website, right? The thing you don't have to pay for anything like that. Uh, so this first scene, day interior, we're at this apartment. Um, I screwed up on the location because I wasn't able to location scout due to um, uh, scheduling conflicts. I just didn't have time to do it. Uh, originally, this space we found on Pure Space and I thought was on the ground floor from the pictures, but it was on the second floor, right? So what that meant was even if I wasn't shooting at the right time of day, I could at least push light through the windows with my forces. Um, but I, I, you know, it was on the second floor, right? And I don't have, only thing I had access to were just C-stands, right? They're, they're, just, they're just not high enough. Uh, and also I was told that uh, we weren't allowed to put any lights um, outside for the most part, just because of past uh, experiences, neighbors had complaints. So we weren't able to even put anything outside if we wanted to, right? So that was like my fuck up. Uh, so what does that mean, right? If you look at the the first scene where our actress uh, Nico is on the couch, you can see that that background, uh, the background leaves are getting hit, like with just broad daylight, right? We're shooting this like um, mid afternoon, two ish, one p.m., two ish p.m., uh, and so the light is just you know crashing on these leaves, right? So they're pretty bright. Uh, they're not clipping though. I made sure not to clip that we're shooting on the Komodo. Oh yeah, I guess I'll just say we shot on the Komodo and the Atlas Orion uh, ASAP. Uh, the 40, the, what is it? The 40 mil, 65 mil, and the 100 mil. Uh, and we use we use every focal length uh, to our advantage. Um, and the thing with the Komodo is you have to be careful and not to clip the highlights because the highlights will clip very easily. You know, anything over like 80, 85 IRE, uh, you will clip those. Like, they're, they're, they'll be gone, right? Through personal experience, I've, I've experienced that. And that's like, oh shit, okay, well, you know, no, no red code raw magic is gonna bring that is gonna bring that back at all, right? Uh, so you have to be careful not to clip the highlights. However, with the Komodo, the advantage is you get a good two stops in the shadows to bring back up in a, in a very clean manner, right? You can underexpose two stops and you're good, right? So I so going into this, I knew okay, this background is is way too hot for me. Even right now, just looking, it just it's just way too hot. But if you start to bring things down, bring things up, um, even with the Komodo, it's not like an Alexa. You know, it's not like the um, uh, the Helium or the Monstro, right? The, the or the Venice. The dynamic range of those cameras are just way better, right? There's just more to play with. So with the Komodo, I knew that okay, these are pretty hot. I can only go so far down before the rest of this image is is going to be unsalvageable. So what do we do? We have a uh, light mat plus no. So knowing that, I guess I'll give you uh, more information. Knowing where what I can't control is is that background highlight. I can't control that. So ratio wise, I need to be able to match my key uh, key to background ratio at least like two to one was what was what I was going for. Knowing that this was a commercial, right? Even though it's a moody commercial. So we have uh, to camera left. We have a light map plus three uh, with the full grid diffusion that it comes with um, with. The Louvre, it might, the Louvre might have been on there. It might not have been. I can't remember. Uh, but then we also shot that through in 8x8 eight eight of quarter grid, right? And the reason why we used quarter grid was because half grid would have knocked down too much level. And even at 100% on the light map, right? Uh, quarter grid gave us just enough level so that we can keep that 2 to 1 ratio, right? And then um, further camera left, there is a, a doorway that you can't see here. We had a Forest F500 with the Fresnel. And I had my gaffer aim the Fresnel straight down towards um, the table, where I use the Bondors to cut off the top and the sides. So we only just hit the table. And what that does is it gives us extra um, push, right? Because if you if you shoot the Forza down to the table, you're getting that, that skip bounce, right? Like back up to her, right? And it also adds to just the overall room tone. 
right? And that, that gave us our level so that we can stay two to one, right? Uh, and then in the uh, practical lamp here, we had the little aperture B7C. We just dialed that down to like, I don't know, 3000 Kelvin or 2000 Kelvin, right? Turn the practical on. Um, that's it for the most part, right? Uh, so so, so this is a, a clear example of like, just how to balance an image, right? Even though this background still for me is too hot, there was just no going around or going around that, right? Oh, we also use haze. We also had, had a lot of haze for this for this interiors, um, is this interior setup, right? Uh, so again, I guess the lesson here is just you know try to do your locations counts if you can. Uh, if you can't, then then know your fixtures, know your sensor to know what you can get away with, what you can't get away with, right? Say if you have uh, the dynamic range of your camera isn't that great, right? Uh, then you would have had to go way moodier, right? It means you have to ND more. Uh, that means you have to pump more light in and maybe you only have a 300D, that's it. You don't have anything stronger than that, right? Uh, then you have to just kind of go with what you go go with, right? In that situation, you probably would have just had to silhouette the image. Um, otherwise, it would just look, otherwise it would have, the ratios would have been too far out. You're, you're like, you know, three to one, four to one ratio. And at that point, it's like, you know what, just silhouette it and then just move on, all right? The next shot is a close-up of our medium where we do a little uh, tilt-up action onto our talent. And why is it my thing? Here we go. So again, nothing changed here, right? Uh, we also, oh, I'm sorry. So this whole part, camera right, we also have an eight by eight of neg just to soak up as much light as possible, right? So we're going for our close-up coverage, same thing, right? Nothing has changed. Uh, we go for the over the shoulder. Uh, for this one, basically we kept everything uh, the same. We just moved uh, the neg a little bit closer. And then we um, adjust the output of the light mat and adjust the output of the Forza uh, because basically, you know, we have light coming from upstage, which is what we want, right? Uh, for this typical like credit card type shop, shots over the shoulder type shot, right? Um, but now we're not competing with the background, right? Now we're creating the background light, if that makes any sense. So we just dial in the intensity that takes, you know, a couple minutes, not, not long at all. Okay, we move on, we go into this close-up. Now, this close-up, um, at first, I thought it was underexposed. Um, but again, knowing knowing the sensor of the red, like, there, there's just enough uh, shadow detail where you can bring it up in, in, with a very clean image, right? And so for this one, again, it's just dialing down the light mount way down. It's dialing down the Forza way down. Um, as I don't have too much to compete with in the background, even though that, that background window is still uh, fairly hot, right? It's just bringing it down. So, because if, if I had, if I had lit up the light map more, I just, I just felt that her face would, would have just been too overexposed in a way, right? It would have been, it would have been to the point where you're like, oh, I can tell there's light there, All right? Obviously there's a light there, right? And this level here, even though I do have a power window on here, I'm just lifting her face just a, just a tiny bit, ever so slightly, you can tell that, oh, okay, maybe this is just, you know, a light coming from a window and it's, it's a bounce skip or whatever it is. It looks more natural right it doesn't look like there's a light shining at her face right and that's what i wanted go back to the wide we have a little slider shot now this uh um high angle shot looking down at her uh this one again because because of the angle we had on the window there's that um super bright background to the to the to camera left right basically to her left of her right eye if that makes any sense right and you know we're we're fairly shallow we're like a, at a at a t2 i think right which is fairly shallow for the uh, for the orions uh so here is an example of okay well this background is pretty hot um i can't go any higher because then i don't because then i don't see your eyes 
right? I need to at least see one of her eyes, if not both of them. Um, and through composition wise as well too, we have a leading line from the uh, from the sofa. So what do we do? We got to bring up the intensity again of that light mat to be able to keep that two to one ratio from background and key. Okay. Um, we keep going. This is just yeah, just natural stuff. Then should we go into we. Uh, we switch the opposite side, not necessarily opposite side of the line, but we just go for like the opposite coverage, the reverse of it, as she picks up this piece of paper. Again, all that, nothing has changed. The neg stayed, stayed where it is. I think we moved the neg ever around just because it would have been in frame, but that's it, right? And the reason why we have eight by eight of neg, even if a six by six or two, four by four, whatever, right? Is whatever light I don't want at her, I want to try to cut that out as much as possible. All right, so that's why I use neg and that's why many cinematographers use neck right is is whatever light you don't want coming back you want to try to control that as much as possible right uh so for here again dialing down the forza uh as she's picking up this this uh this ad right this flyer dialing down the forza dialing down the light map and again it's really just a quick shot right because we cut to this second shot which is this close-up of her right now for here this is where things can look a little murky right the, the contrast you can tell is, is lifted because now we're shooting kind of basically right into the windows right and this is a tough one because it's like well how else do you get this shot right she could be leaning back but i wanted her to lean forward um do you go high then you don't see the eyes you know do you go um more like profile right but i already got that profile shot before so i didn't want another profile right i wanted to to see i wanted to be in her space the center frame right? i wanted to be in her space uh, so we, again, we kind of play around with the, the levels We play around with the, with the skip bounce, right? Uh, you can angle the Forza just a little bit off center. So that way you're not getting full, full blast, or maybe you want full blast. It depends. Um, and then the, the light mat, we bring it around more camera left. So that way we can get more of a key on her, right? And the levels on her. And you can tell, right? That background is pretty hot. I mean, this is like Los Angeles, summertime, July. Uh, this is like full sun, right? You're not getting, you're not getting around that. Again, we do have the haze to mix in with her. So this shot looks a little murky to me. I'm not a huge fan of it, uh, but it was it was one of those things where it's like, I need this shot. Uh, let's just get it ballpark and then shoot it, move on, right? Because we have more scenes to shoot. Right? We had a lot of scenes to shoot this day. And then this stuff is just, uh, so these are banners that were outside of the uh, the church location for uh, for Mentor for Change, MFC. And so we just went on the 100 millimeter lens. I believe the 100 millimeter lens I had on the slider and just got these insert shots right this is nothing about it right uh now if you look at the second one you see how like the sun is actually this is actually the sun to the right side of the mentoring for a better tomorrow this is actual sun hitting it and it kind of brings out just a little bit it gives us some more layers right not a whole lot but it gives us something and so this last one get involved I did this in post, right? You just create a power window and you just track it and you soften it and feather and all that kind of stuff, right? Just to, just to give it something else where it's just not one flat image, right? It's a little trick there. And then we go back, this interior stuff is all the same. This is all just like the wides again. Yeah, it's the wides medium. And then this last shot where she gets up, we went handheld as I wanted her to pass the frame and that cuts into the other side of the frame, right? If you look closely, you can see the hazer the bottom left corner right but it's sort of just like yeah it's such a quick shot like who cares right uh and then so we let her pass boom we go into the exterior stuff is all again this is all just golden hour nothing fancy right uh so this next interior shot um where she's on uh nico's on the bed this is actually all natural light i don't even think we had uh negging because i think around this time the sun was moving around to the right 
we had this beautiful window with some shears and curtains that were already there, right? It worked out for us. Uh, so this was basically just get the ND where it needs to be, get the T-stop where it needs to be, and then try to find um, the right angle for this bed, right? Because you can shoot different ways. You want to shoot over, you want to shoot on top of her, like an overhead angle. Um, do you want to shoot the side profile, which is what we did, right? Where you can see her entire body is just edged out, right? The window is not blown out. We're controlling that. There's just enough shadow in here um, because of the ND that we create in camera, right? And so that is that shot, right? It's just all natural um, parachute stuff. We go back to uh, this wide shot, right? And if you if you listen to last week's episode where we said, you know, your long lens becomes a wide lens, this is this is an example of that, right? It's like, well, do we go in the 40 mil or do we go on the 65 mil? Maybe create some 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 foreground elements. So this bed has four posts. We use one of the posts as a foreground. She's in the midground. And the background is that last post plus the white wall, right? Um, and again, right, this is a situation where it's like, if it looks good, then it looks good, right? If you want a more contrast, you just bring some neg in. Um, this for me is a beautiful image, right? Because the, the ratios are just right there from key to shadow, right? It's not too like overly crunchy where, you know, we're losing her her uh, shadow side of her face or any detail in her, in her clothing or in the bed frame, right? Um, so again, this is just one of those situations where if, if, if it looks good, sometimes you don't need to add anything, right? Just, just shoot it. Right. Uh, so that's that part. Next part, we're in the car. Again, the car stuff was just all natural lit. Nothing to really talk about that. This wide exterior of, of the, uh, of the church. Uh, I, 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 I was there at the right time of day. We were there really early in the morning, like 6am. Uh, but unfortunately it was just overcast and then the sun came out like hours later right so it's just like yeah that 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 sucks right the movie here just do a little tracking shot nothing nothing fancy there um and then we cut into inside the classroom i i, I had to identify which um hallways to use as there were multiple hallways but some of them were super narrow so it's like you can't even it doesn't make sense to even get a camera in there uh there's just no depth right there's nothing you can do here this was one of two hallways but this was the best hallway because we have those um clear doors and windows in the back, right? So we can push light in that lights reflecting off of these like vanilla, uh, half vanilla, half like brown walls, right? We do have one set of overhead lights on um, just to be able to create. One thing that I've learned is if you can't light from the window, then you have to light from overhead, right? David Fincher does that a lot, House of Cards, like that, that, that sort of vibe, right? Uh, but we also have additional lights, right? So as she comes in, she walks out of this door, this classroom door, right? And we have oh, well, instead of overhead lights on, we have the background level set, right? That's just that's just all natural daylight coming in. So I have to set the exposure to that background, which is not that bad because it's just a small window. Okay. As she walks in, she walks through this like this uh, kind of cutting of light. So the camera left, there's this um, atrium, I guess is what is what you would call it. There's a little atrium with with um, plants out there, right? We set up, I believe, one Forza or two Forza 500s out there. To shoot, light, to shoot light through these windows, right? So that way she kind of like passes through these these uh, columns or pillars of light. And then we cut camera, boom. We come into this like rotating, this rolling shot of the other side of the church, which is where we're at. And this is basically just a beauty shot, right? This is just a light map plus, the light map plus three, um, I think with either a quarter grid or a half grid over it. Uh, again, balancing to the background, right? So the background isn't blown out, but she should be the brightest thing. We have a nice little eyelight in here. Camera's rolling in. We have neg right behind camera, right? Just to create uh, some level of contrast, right? And then we match cut 
back to the apartment again, same thing. Now, this is one thing where I was like, hmm, actually, you know what? If I thought about this, I, I would have liked to kept, would have liked to have kept the lighting the same. Because now when we go to this rolling um, portrait shot of her, of Nico, our key light is on the left side, right? So it's like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't really think about that at the time. But anyway, so again, right? These are these are like bread and butter shots, right? Again, uh, we have a window here, so we have to expose for the background. We have to have that key light bright enough to so that we can keep those two one ratios. If you want a higher ratio, if you want like um, you know, like more contrast, you want to go three to one. Then basically, you know, you well, the thing is, if you go three to one, the hard thing is is if you leave that background as as bright as it is then she starts to become kind of dark, right? And it's like, well, you're looking at that background instead. Um, so there's that, right? So three to one opposite of that would basically bring, you need to ND down as much as you can, that background, and then bring your key light way up. Uh, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to keep two to one because it, it keeps it within that realm of like natural, right? Rolling shot and then uh, exterior stuff, lens flares, blah, blah, blah. We go into these like kind of office shots uh, where she's looking at a computer. Um, this, I believe is a mixture of, I, can't, I, I know for sure we had one light at least, right? We had our light map plus three shooting through an eight by eight of quarter grid camera right through this doorway, right? That's basically most of the light coming in. And then uh, there's a little window to camera right as well. So we're getting some some push in, which is creating that like edge on here. Uh, and then we have just neg behind camera, right? That, that's really all we, uh, all we had. I think I had a four on standby, but I don't think we actually ended up using it just because this office space was extremely small, even for like just a camera, right? Over the shoulder, she's looking at uh, this uh, laptop of a older MFC video playing, right? Again, this is the only thing you're getting here is really just the window light from camera left and then that light mat uh, dial down, um, edging out the rest of the laptop screen, okay? And then exterior signage, just shoot that daylight. We have this uh, two shot and over the shoulder of uh, Nico and Kenny, uh, who were our talent for the day, right? And so this actually, I believe we had shot because we needed to move to our second location. I think all we did was we just had our light mat. That's it, dialed down because we were I had the rest of my crew packing up everything else, right? But we have this like double window situation, right? So you have window, camera right, and the window, camera left. And what does that do, right? That gives us an opportunity so that we can basically have a key light for both of our talent, right? We have a key light for Nico and key light for Kenny. So in this in this kind of like over the shoulder situation, this, this dirty over, you can see she's almost she almost has like a double edge, which I actually like a lot. It's not like, okay, I need to have a clear cut key and a clear cut shadow. It's almost like she has this double edge, but it's enough because the, the shot is just so short, right? And then we go into uh, this two shot. So now, since we are on this side, of the, on we are positioned on this side of the line, Nico has a little bit of an eye light. She has an edge from the uh, window behind her. And then Kenny has his key coming from this window, right? So again, it's all about, it's all about positioning. This next shot, interior Nico walks in. Now you can see the, that Fresnel in there. Uh, I was trying to get a higher, but at the same time, I was like, there's just so much stuff in this, in this scene. I almost need the lens flare to do something for me, right? Now, whether that's a good call or bad call, I don't know, right? Um, I guess it, I, I, fuck it, I guess it just works, right? So, uh, but ideally, you would want this out of, out of the shot. So, um, yeah, we go in. So, right here, right, um, maybe like two or three feet outside of this, this door that she's walking in, 
YMAP plus three um, by its, I think we had draped over like a four by four of half grid or something like that on it, right? And then Neg behind camera eight by eight. Uh, she walks into the light, boom, she turns, she looks. We have some, you know, uh, rack focus action with someone crossing the frame. And then uh, this was a tough one because uh, there was only really one door in this side, right? I wanted to showcase a mentor and mentee. There was uh, two pairs, right? So we have this door, which uh, actually is, is it's just a white wall. So it's actually not blown out. Um, you can turn on false color and you can see that it's actually not blown out. It's just it's just a white wall with the sun beating down on it, right? There's a little bit of bloomage here. We did use Hollywood Black Magic, a quarter of it uh, on the atlases. So we have that. And then uh, we had two lights. We had a uh, Forza 500, uh, again, aiming down towards the, the table, just to be able to get a little bit more wrap around. And then our main key is coming from that light map plus three with the um, quarter grid over it, right? So we're sliding in, we go in for coverage for, we go into the reverse for our coverage on Ashley. Again, same thing. So she is basically just getting light from the uh, from the door. We dial down with our, with our ND as appropriate. And then we have these like overhead sconces uh, inside of the conference room area that are like tungsteny. So they're at least giving us like dapples of light in the background. The background just isn't like black, right? And then to camera left, we just dial down, we turn off the Forza and then we dial down the uh, the light map. So that way she's not getting too much of, of fill, right? And then these exteriors uh, is basically just an eight by eight of neg camera right. And then a four by four ultra bounce camera left, right? And the sun is behind us, so we're backlit. So again, it's just about kind of finding the right wrap around and the right position for, for the bounce, right? And then obviously a little power window in, in post to kind of bring her out, right? Uh, but we do have a little bit of eye light. Uh, this isn't the most, I guess, like polished um, shot. I would have liked the neg to have been uh, closer in and then to have more more bounce on her, right? Uh, but unfortunately, I think just the angle we were at, uh, that that's, just, that's the best that we could have gone with, right? Because you also have to think about the background composition, like what's in the background too, right? And the same thing, so then our... Uh, our other individual, our other mentee, this is the same thing. He's just getting key light mostly just from this open window. We have Neg behind camera, and then we have uh, our light mat just giving him a little a little bit of an edge, right? And then, boom, same thing, exterior shot, exterior shot. I think that's all, all, all she wrote. We go back to this kind of like finale shot. Um, where again, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very beautiful and polished shot, right? All sometimes all you need is, is a, uh, the reason why I like the light map plus three is because it's such a versatile light, right? It has a very small footprint, um, with the, um, what is it called? Like the, um, the crate that it comes with, right? The Velcro crate that allows you to Velcro the diffusion frame and then plus the Louvre, or if you want to go with a snap grid from like. DOP choice or whatever it is where you have those options. But I like the plus three and the plus four because again, they're, they're so versatile when it comes to um, having it as a key light, right? So that's what we have here. We have our eye light, beautiful eye light, little lens flare, little, I mean, not the best thing in the world just because you can see like the the fixture in the frame that force outside the Fresnel, right? Um, but for some people, they may, they may because I, I believe our first AD when she looked at it on the set, she thought that was the sun, right? And I was like, oh no, that's actually the lamp. So that gave me some information as far as like, okay, well, if she thinks it's the sun, hopefully other people just watching this um, that will be inspired by getting more information uh, to join and be a mentor, not for mentor for a change, think, think it's just the sun, right? Uh, so that's that. She walks in and we go back to this um, uh, this closing shot 
of the brand, right? Mantra for change. And then the right side, uh, that's just the sun hitting it. And we had some wind, natural wind playing it, right? You can imagine if, if the banner wasn't moving, be kind of dull, right? Uh, and that is it, right? So again, I hope this episode helps you guys out to um, to kind of better, better shape your lighting, right? Uh, again, the biggest thing that has changed for me uh, when it comes to understanding what I like and what works and how to be sort of a, a, of a chameleon of lighting. Actually, I, you know, I, I will do another another a lighting breakdown of, of a small product that I, that I did a few a few months ago. That'll kind of show you a, a better example of what I'm talking about right now is is learn your ratios, because if you learn your ratios, you know exactly what you need and what you don't need. Or, you know, exactly what fixtures can work, what fixtures won't work. You know exactly, uh, can I get away with a four by four floppy of neg or, or do I need or do I need an eight by eight a neg or a 12 by 12 neg? Um, you take out the guesswork, right? Because you know exactly with your ratios, uh, you know exactly what you need to balance to. Whereas if you're if you're in a situation where you're trying to create the background yourself, right, where I, 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 I work with people all the time and um, they're basically trying to create the set themselves with like with no budget and then you end up spending three or four hours creating this like mediocre background that really like it's not gonna it's not gonna make a fucking difference you're not making a film here right you're probably just shooting some ad for something or some branded content it's not gonna make a huge a huge difference so that four hours could have been spent doing other stuff right or just just shooting it and then you're done early right uh so again know your ratios know how to communicate that to your team effectively and then during pre-production uh talk to that uh Talk about, talk about ratios with the director so that way they understand what you're trying to go for and if it matches what their visual um, palette and what their visual aesthetic is is for that particular project that you're uh, being brought on, right? Because ultimately, as a cinematographer, you're there to to create, to manifest, and to nurture the the visual aesthetics for any project. doesn't matter if it's corporate, doesn't matter, you know, real estate, music video, branded content, documentary, whatever it is, right? Even if you're just running with natural light, you're still in charge of where the camera goes, what the angle is, uh, what the coverage is. Um, you know, do you use a gimbal? Do you not use a gimbal? Um, you know, do you have the sun in the shot? Do you not have the sun in the shot? All those choices, that is up to you, right? And and as you get to a certain point, uh, you do get paid for your taste, right? Um, now, again, that, that this is a separate topic, but uh, taste, it really is subjective there is people who who will gravitate towards your style of photography and then there are people who don't like your style of photography but that's really fine right because it, it's better to have a a um i guess a style in some way right of like of generally what your images look like rather than being able to do kind of everything right uh now that's not to say that sometimes you have to do jobs where it is opposite of what you normally would do. Maybe there's like a high key fashion shoot that you're getting hired for and it's like, okay, well, you better bring high key fashion, right? But for the most part, uh, people will hire you for your taste, right? People will hire you for the the mood and tonality that you generally gravitate, gravitate towards. All right, uh, if you have any questions on the, the breakdown, the lighting, the setups, whatever um, that I didn't answer, um, please, you know, shoot me a DM on Instagram and, and I will try to answer uh, that based on memory. Uh, so memory is fading, but yeah. So just hit me up on Instagram, shoot me a DM and I'll do my best to answer, um, 
adequately uh, for your questions. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please follow the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. I fucking keep forgetting this stupid ass name. Uh, please uh, follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate it. Uh, rate the episode as well and share with all your friends, your homies, your home ads. You know the drill. And I will catch you guys in next week's podcast episode. Ciao.